Okay, I'm so fired up about this episode. I cannot even wait. I cannot even wait. Like, this is literally everything. It is everything. When I tell you that, I mean it. (laughs) I have been doing a process with the Lord intuitively that he led me to do when he basically wiped clean everything in my life. And I didn't know, I didn't have the verbiage to like explain what this was or I didn't even really have words to describe the things I was doing. But I recently was in a training where they were talking about abiding and and the lifestyle of abiding and dwelling in the secret place and all of these things with God and this intimacy. And people were asking this guy who was teaching it. They're like, where did you learn this? This is so beautiful and so intimate. And I was like, and he put a, he broke it down into a whole process. And I was like, this is literally what I've been doing. This is what I've been doing that the Lord intuitively led me to do that. I didn't even realize was like, I thought everybody was doing this. I didn't realize that this was like, maybe not something. Well, I know it's not taught really that much. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, so I'm not a process person normally, but in this episode, I am breaking down for you steps. Those of you who love steps and love the practicals, I'm giving you the practicals of what has been the biggest game changer in my life that happens in this secret place and has created this lifestyle of abiding and and knowing God more um, and being on this journey with him and true intimacy and like being delivered and having things completely healed from my life, having chains broken off my life, having so much revelation about God. I have a journal filled with it and it comes from this. It's come from this right here. This is literally everything. So I'm so excited to share this with you on this episode. I pray that you go on your own journey of discovering God and I pray that you take these nuggets and really sit and apply them. Like literally sit, you're going to hear that a lot in this one, but apply this, apply this, go after God for God. Jesus is the reward. Jesus is the destination. It's not about all of the other things. It's literally him. And you're going to understand when I talk about this, what that's all about, but I'm so excited to bring you this because this is everything. This is what being a Christian is all about. It is intimacy with God, a lifestyle of abiding, remaining in Jesus and Jesus in you and living that it's everything and receiving that. We're going to talk about it all in this episode. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to talk about something that has actually been on my heart all week long. And so I knew it was for this week to talk about, but I want to talk more practically on this episode. I know I share a lot about um, just the revelations of Jesus. I share a lot about my journey. Obviously, you know, you've heard other women's stories and testimonies, and you guys are loving the testimonies. And I'm definitely going to have a bunch of those. I have a bunch of those lined up. So there's more of those coming. But today, I want to get practical. And I want to actually share what it looks like, at least for me, and it may be something really valuable for you. Um, I want to talk about the lifestyle of abiding in Jesus, and I want to talk about the secret place lifestyle. Um, And I want to talk about actually give you some of the like tangibles, um, some of the process that has been the most incredible life-changing, life-giving process that I've intuitively done with the Lord. And I've come to find other people um, who are really, really living in that intimate place with God um, that they do that too. And so I want to break it down. Before I do, I actually want to share, well, I'll share with this. I'll share some resources with you at the end that you can check out if you are interested in taking this further. Um, But let's talk about what it means to abide and what it means and, and why it's so important and what that actually is all about. So we're actually commanded, we're actually invited to, I should say, to abide with Christ throughout our entire day. Um, by his blood, we are positionally seated in him. We are in Jesus. But according to our choice, we are actually able to say that we live abiding in him. So it is a choice. We have access, but we have to choose that. <laughs> We have to choose that access. So a lifestyle of abiding, which really means remaining in him, in his presence, is what we're invited to, is what we're called to. And it's what true, I believe, true Christianity is really about. It's about that deeper relationship where you're actually communing with the Lord throughout your day, 
Okay. Not just in your quiet time, not just in your morning routine, not just when you pray, but actually throughout your day. Um, and so we're going to talk about what that looks like. For those of you who really love like checklists or like processes, you're going to love this. You're going to want to take notes. Now I will also preface that with saying, or asterisk saying, I don't believe that there's any one size fits all. I don't like to, I will will not put God, God in a box. Um, and so what I share with you may work for you, may be something that you already do. And it may be something that you tweak and find your own way. And that's what I invite you to do is to find your own way to go on a journey with the Lord. Um, one thing I want to say is that, you know, my whole life, I've shared this a lot on the podcast. I grew up knowing about God. I grew up knowing about Jesus, but I didn't know him. And I will never claim to know him because it's it's impossible to fully know him um, because that would take an eternity of us going on a journey and, and seeking and discovering. That's the beauty of it. We will spend a whole eternity in awe and wonder and being mind blown and having revelations after revelations of who he is come to us. That's that's what's so beautiful about what I'm going to share today is those will come more and more when, and when you do this type of thing. But I'm not going to claim to know him, but I am going to, I am going to share with you that this is something that, um, is my number one quest and has been since he came into my life was really to know him, not just to get things from him. My whole life, I prayed to God for things. I prayed for blessings. I prayed for him to bless my will. I prayed for opportunities and there's nothing wrong with that, but I never really was on a journey to really know him. And so that has been when he made himself known to me. And it was like, a t- it was, kind of reminds me of Paul's experience when, you know, he was on the road to Damascus. He thought he knew the Lord. He was like the Pharisee of Pharisees, religious leader and studied all the things in school. And then all of a sudden Jesus appears to him and he's like, who are you? Okay. That's kind of like what happened to me where my eyes were opened. And it was like, whoa. Okay. First off, you're you're really real. Second off, you're really powerful. Second off, or third off, I should say, uh, the enemy is real. The dark, the darkness is real. The kingdom of darkness is real. And then it was like, whoa, who are you, Jesus? Like in order to love you and to order to follow you in order to like, yeah, to be a disciple, I have to know you. So that's been my journey is like getting to know God. So he's led me through this process that I didn't even know was a process until I've heard other people kind of teach on it. And then I realized, oh, there's like actually like a process to this and there's, there's labels to this and terms to this. But I was just intuitively doing this because he took me into a season of my life where it was a hard stop in my life and everything else fell away. Um, work fell away. Clients fell away. I really had the gift of solitude season with the Lord. Praise God for that. Even though it was very scary at first and I was like, what am I going to do with my life? But he, he like led me to this process. So I'm going to share with you today. Now this works, whether you have five minutes or hours to spend with God. Okay. So it doesn't matter how much time you have. It's about what you're doing with the time that you have. Okay. So we must position ourselves in Jesus every single day. Like that's literally how we are told, especially if you, well, in the word we are told that is how we are fruitful by abiding in him. We're going to look at John 15 and Psalm 91 a little bit in a second, but we must position ourselves in him, living our lives in Christ. And like, what does that even mean? Right? (laughs) Experiencing his presence and interacting with him throughout our day. It's not just in focus, quiet time. Okay. It might start there, but there's so much more available for you. And there's so much more, um, for all of us. Yeah. And it's really about the sense of what our heart, what our hearts are set on throughout the day. So in Psalm 91, it's actually really beautiful. It's it. Well, we'll actually, we'll get to that. So Psalm 91 and John 15, I want you to look those up in your Bible and I want you to meditate on those and read those over this week. If you've not, even if it's been a while, if you've never read the Bible, I don't care. Look up the Bible app, something. Um, but what's interesting is in the new Testament, 35 times the word abide appears and 35 of those times are used by John. So John got it right. And John was always called the disciple that Jesus loved, right? He was the lover. So he was really the one who, who was, was basically living this and sharing this with us the most in the, in the Bible. But let's look at Psalm 91 one. So the very first line says, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Okay. That's a, that's a mighty, that's a mighty word right there. Um, But if you look at it, it says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Now 
you can see here before we abide, we actually have to become people who dwell. So what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Dwell is to sit down and remain in the secret place to, to sit with. It's ceasing from our hurry, from our worry, from our distractions. We all need that, right? It's sitting in his presence with no other reason than just being in his presence. He wants us to come with him just and just to want him, just to be with him with no other agenda. It's the most simple way that we can minister to the Lord. Dwelling with him is the doorway into abiding. So there's no abiding with him unless we first learn how to dwell with him, sit with him, be with him, enjoy him. Um, so I do recommend 100% starting your day with this. And this can be 15 minutes. This can be 30 minutes. If you've got more time, you're going to become addicted to it and want to do it for hours and time will fly by. I promise it's wild, but you can do this with a little time as well. It's really all about setting your focus on Jesus, closing off your eyes, closing distractions. There's maybe your eyes are open at times. There's different ways I'll go through the process, but it's really setting your focus on Jesus. It is clearing out all distractions of the world. It's worshiping him. It's telling him you love him. It's receiving from him back. That's a big one, being a receiver. And it's really not about gaining anything, but him. <laughs> He's the reward. Okay. Now abiding in him is actually living in him. So we're going to talk about that natural next step after dwelling, how that then becomes what you take in with take with you in through your whole day. Um, and we actually begin to live a life where you are feeling connected with God throughout your day, even in chaotic, busy days and stressful, busy days. But when we start to do this process, our spirit becomes one with the Holy Spirit. Um, and this is where the fruit comes from. This is where the dreams come from. This is where the revelations and the ideas and all the things we want come from. This, this is what they, na they naturally will be birthed through this. It literally, John 15 talks about this. Um, actually, let's go there real quick. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I have it right here. No, wait, where did I put it? Oh, here. Okay. Ah! <laughs> Got a tight space over here. Okay. In John 15, it literally starts with, I am the true vine. Okay. So we have this metaphor of Jesus as the vine and the father is the vine dresser, the gardener. Um, so he literally tells us to remain in me, abide. It means a remain, remain or abide in me. And I will remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, without abiding in the vine. Okay. Neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. So we are told that this is where he says, um, I am the vine. You are the branches apart from me. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. So anyone who does not abide slash remain in me is thrown out, broken off and withers and dies. So this is so vital. This is so incredibly vital. Um, okay. So let's see here. Um, where are we now? I have some notes. So I stay on track, but Okay. So when we decide, so, okay, so we can live, we can live this lifestyle of being one with God and feeling him really in our whole day, knowing him, sensing that he's with us, being able to call on him, um, being able in a stressful situation to turn and like, you know, shift, um, being near to his presence, his peace, like he's, he's right there. He's always there. We just live distracted. So when we get, when we get into this lifestyle of this, it's a game changer. Um, so we dwell first, then we begin to abide. We set our love on the Lord and then we begin to know him deeper and deeper and deeper. We begin to know what he's like. We begin to know what he thinks about. We begin to know what he, what he, what he loves, what he doesn't love, um, what moves his heart. Like we are, we begin to get these like things imparted into us. Um, one of the things I love to ask God is Lord, what are you thinking right now? What's on your heart right now? Um, it's just such a beautiful thing. So this is where we build true intimacy with God. And this is literally what it's all about. This is the foundation. I'm going to tell you all the things that happen when you do this. Um, again, we're not doing this for the things, but these things are naturally, they're actually promised in the word. So let's talk about that. So when we abide in him in the secret place, God actually promises us some mighty things. If you read Psalm 91, there's a whole list. He promises 
to deliver you from the snare and the entrapment of the enemy. Oh, we all need that. We have spiritual warfare coming at us, especially, you know, if you're, if you're going after God, you should expect it. But guess what? In the dwelling, dwelling in the secret place with the Lord, you are protected. Okay. So we are protected from the entrapments of the enemy, any attempts of him to attack us and deceive us. We are protected by God. Um, he delivers us. He promises us to deliver us from pestilence, pe- pestilence that comes, um, you know, especially like we need that with diseases and all the things going around, right? He promises to deliver you from all trouble. If you're experiencing trouble, it's because the Lord is about to deliver you from it. (laughs) So he doesn't promise not to have trouble. He doesn't promise no trouble. There's going to be trouble. There's trouble all around, but he will deliver us through the trials. He actually promises that to those who are abiding in him. Um, Let's see. This is where, you know, in James 1, it talks about how uh, we are, through the, through the trials, it produces this endurance and this perseverance that gives us wisdom. Um, so anyways, that's all like, uh, that's producing fruit, even through the trials. He promises us that angels will be charging over us. will be actually like fighting on our behalf in the spiritual realm. Um, that he promises that he will answer when you call upon him. That's huge. That's the key to prevailing prayer right there, that he will be with you in trouble and he will answer you. And he also promises that he will honor you and satisfy you with a long life. All of that is promised. There's even more. Go read Psalm 91 and highlight all of the things God is promising. All of that he promises when we abide in him. Okay? So the key is that abiding is what causes all those promises to take place. Okay? So we can read that all day long, but if we're not actually doing the abiding with him, if we're not actually living that lifestyle with the Lord, then it's just words on paper that we're reciting. We're not actually going to activate those things in our real life and and have that fruit come forth. This is such a gift that we get, okay? So let's talk about what the secret place is because I know for me, that's a term that I never really understood. I thought it just meant like, you know, devotional time or like, what is the secret place? Well, there's a powerful revelation that kind of came up to me recently about how it's actually a real place. Like the secret place is a literal place. It's not a, it's not, we can't physically go there, but we go there spiritually. It's spiritually accessed. So it's very, very real. Um, and what happens when we're in this secret place with the Lord, this is when we're dwelling with the Lord, we're sitting with the Lord in his presence. Um, what happens is everything that we need for our life as Christians happens, like everything comes from it. I'm not saying that that's the only time that things happen. What I'm saying is, is that from that foundation, things happen. Okay. He protects you. We've just talked about that. He wards off the enemy. He brings you life, joy, peace. He answers questions. You've been, you know, you've had answers that your, this answers will be imparted into your spirit, brings revelation. Um, he brings solutions. He births new dreams, desires, purposes. He heals you sometimes you might be delivered from something. He fulfills you. He satisfies you deeply, um, changes your heart, sometimes takes you on these journeys of inner healing and breaking off chains and ending generational curses and sins and breaking off strongholds and like literally transforming you, um, and frees you. Like I've experienced so many incredible gifts from God. And it started by sitting with him, dwelling with him and letting him letting him impart him into me, receiving him and letting it change me. Like this is everything. Like this is true foundational Christianity. But for some reason, we don't talk about this in church very often. I don't know why. Um, But anyways, it's so, so important. So, all right. So let's talk too about um, how this is such a, such a game changer for for uh, prevailing prayers, for answered prayers. So when we come to Jesus and we're in his presence and we abide in him, again, he starts to change our heart. Um, This is where like true transformation happens, true deliverance, true like heart set change, mindset change. Like I can't even tell you. It's, it's, it is like the best therapy I've ever had in my entire life and it's free and it's, sometimes it's instant where he breaks something off and it's gone. Like that's it. And this all happens in the secret place. This happens by just sitting. I say sitting at his feet, but it's like just sitting with the Lord, um, and letting him just, just being with him. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so, so powerful. But why is it, why is this a key to answered prayer? Well, when we start to dwell with the Lord and we begin to abide with the Lord, 
we begin to have this more intimate relationship with God, right? And so then he begins to, and as we're reading the word, which is so important, that becomes inside of us, right? And so his words start to get on the inside of you. And when you're um, when you're spending that time with him and you're, you're soaking up his word and you're just like eating it, um, you begin to pray and desire. Well, first off, you begin to desire the things that he desires because his desires become your desires. That's really what it means when he will give you the desires of your heart. His desires become your desires. So all of a sudden you want the things he wants. And so when you're reading the word, you start praying back the things that are written. So you're literally praying the will of God back to God. You're praying the word back to God. And so when you're praying the Bible back to the Lord and you're praying naturally the things that are actually in the word, because it'll just start to become part of who you are on the inside of you. And you're just praying it back. Um, he promises if you ask in my name, it will be done. And it's according to his will. It will, it's when he answers that. So when we're praying the word of God to God, it is his perfect will. We can be sure of that. So we're praying what he actually wants. One of the things Jesus says in John um, 17, I think it is, or 19. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but he actually is praying. It's when he's praying to the father right before he's about to, to be right before he's about to die. He says, father, I desire that they be with me where I am. Whew, that one just wrecked me one day. Actually, it wrecked me this morning. That was one verse I kept meditating on this morning. Fa this is Jesus asking God. Father, about us, about you. Father, I desire that they be with me where I am. And then he goes on to talk about how that they, so that they can experience my glory, that they can experience the love that we have, that they can experience that love too. And it's like, wow. So if you think about Jesus is praying, Father, I desire that they be with me where I am. Well, when you start to pray, Jesus, I desire to be with you. I desire to know you. I desire that. Like, that's literally what he's asking for. And now you're asking for it. So it's <laughs> your, um, your prayers become aligned. Your, um, this powerful prayer is born out of this dwelling and it's from this place of intimacy and you are in natural agreement. It's this natural agreement that happens. And so you're literally praying God's will back to God. He will answer that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So abiding is everything. Okay. So we're commanded to abide. He literally says, like I told you in John 15, that you apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, he says, one of my, well, it's a good one right here. John 15, nine, as the father loved me, I have also loved you abide in my love. I don't know about you, but if you've experienced like a touch of the love of Jesus, you want that feeling. I mean, yes, it's a feeling. Let's just be real, but you want that all day long. Um, he addicts us with his love and his presence. And so we can actually tap into that. I know that sounds kind of, maybe that sounds woo tapping into, but we can, we can go there. We can go into this like secret place throughout our day is what I'm trying to say. So, and here's the thing. Many of us want to do good things for God. This was so me. You want to do good things for the Lord. You want to do good things in your life. And so we get to strategizing and planning and doing, and then, um, we, we pray about that and all the things, but what we don't realize is that fruitfulness really comes. It really, really only comes through abiding in Jesus, intentionally setting ourselves in that secret place on the regular in, in him, with him and letting him direct our steps, letting him direct our, our, our heart and our desires. And so many of us may do things in the name of Jesus, but unless it's born from this abiding prayer, this dwelling, the secret place, this this intimacy with the Lord, it's probably not actually going to be fruitful for the kingdom because it's in our own strength and our own flesh. And I am so guilty of this. I'm, I'm saying this. I've been there. I've done this so many times. Um, but the fruit that comes, the real fruit in our life comes as a natural outflow of this life that's abiding with the Lord. He speaks to us. Okay. He starts to speak to us. He starts to impart himself into us more. We become more and more like him. That's literally the whole purpose. God wants to make us into the image of Jesus. Um, and so we begin to see this fruit in our life happen. Um, think about an apple tree. Here's a really good picture. Like I've never seen an apple tree stressing and straining and trying to pop out fruit, right? That's not how it works. The tree's connected to the soil and the branches are connected to the tree and they, there's this life giving flow of nutrients and sun. And then the fruit just naturally comes. That's what I'm talking about with this whole thing. Okay. So when we imbibe in him, fruit naturally happens in our lives, the fruit of the spirit, fruit in our prayers, um, fruit in sharing the gospel. If that's what we want to do, fruit in our ministry, fruit in our lives and our businesses and our child raising and whatever it is we're doing, healing, deliverance, all these things. Um, 
we have to just first remember and agree with the fact that without Jesus, we can do nothing. If the Holy Spirit's not in it, it, it's not, there's no power there. Okay. The power source is not there. Okay. Without him, I am nothing. I have nothing. I can do nothing. That's literally, that's how it goes. Okay. But in him, but in him, I can do all things. When we abide, his spirit produces life, giving fruit in our lives. So that's what we need to remember. Okay. So let's talk about now practicals. What does this dwelling secret place abiding in the Lord, what does this look like? Now, again, this might look different for you. You go on your own journey. That is the joy of this. God will, God will lead you. The Holy Spirit will lead you to what he wants you to do when you are listening. But I'm going to give you, um, what works, what I've been doing. And, 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 and I'm not the only one I've also then after I was doing this, I listened to other people teach on this and I'm like, Oh, funny. I didn't even realize I was doing this. So it's, this is like, I'm not the only one that does it this way, but there's, there's other ways. Like there's no one way. This is not about religion. This is not about rituals. This is not legalism. This is not like anything like that. This is about a true person you are sitting with. Jesus is a person. The Holy spirit is a person. You are literally ministering and sitting with and praying to and talking to a person. But if that revelation doesn't hit, it seems like you're talking to the air. Okay. So how do we dwell with him? So first off, remember dwell means to sit and remain, to sit down and remain, just stop, cease. (laughs) I'm giving you permission to stop, which is very hard. I'm a high achiever. This was not easy for me in the beginning, but it got easier. And this is all about surrender. Okay. So Psalm 91, one, remember he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So again, the Hebrew translation for dwell literally means to sit down and remain sitting down is where we cease from our own strengths and our own efforts and our own works. And we just be okay. It's setting yourself before the Lord without distraction, without a checklist, without anything. And you're not actually coming with a request. You're just coming to be with him. Remember, this is a relationship, okay? Think about your children. Don't you love it when your kids just like crawl up in your lap and give you a hug and just like just want to like hold you and be with you? And don't you just want to hold them? You don't you don't want them to have to be like doing things for you necessarily. You just want to hang with them sometimes, right? That's exactly what this is, okay? So this is not about prayer t- prayer like uh, prayer will naturally happen. We'll talk about that. But this is about sitting with him with no agenda other than to be with the Lord, okay? Oh, this delights his heart so much. Okay. So this is what actually, this is what God is after. This is what Jesus died to give us is a relationship with him. Intimacy, engagement, interaction. This is what produces a fruitful life. And it's so awesome. Okay. We are a royal priesthood. And the first job of a priest is to minister to the Lord. So you're going to sit down and dwell with him as the first step to building an abiding lifestyle. Now, sitting down with the Lord can happen in a few different ways. Um, it could be singing a worship song. Um, sometimes this is really cool. I don't know if this happens to you, but a worship song will pop into your mind when you first wake up in the morning and it's like, it just pops in and out of nowhere that I I always end up going to that one first because I'm like, okay, God, you gave me that song. So I'm going to sing it back to you. So, um, worship song, um, reading the Bible, praying in the spirit, closing your eyes and just being aware of him. These are all ways we can dwell with him. And I kind of do a mix of all of these, but I'm going to walk you through a process. So here's the way that I've found helps me to really get myself focused on him and really in his presence. And you can do this in five minutes. You can do this for a couple hours. Um, the more you do it, the more you're going to want to stay there. Okay. And you're going to want to wake up earlier because it's that good. So here's the process. First, start by focusing your attention on him. Okay. So there's a few ways you can do this. You can picture Jesus and I'll give you some scriptures to help, um, or his characteristics really start, start to form like a mental picture in your mind. And you can do this through reading his word. Maybe I'm going to give you some things. Um, you can pull out your Bible and you can read their descriptions. Uh, sometimes worship music is a really powerful way. I find music is something that just really helps me get into like, I just, I'm very moved by music. So, um, 
I always look for songs though. This is very important when you're in this, you're looking for songs that are singing about who the person of Jesus is and are glorifying and worshiping in him. You're not looking for the songs about like the things about you. Um, and this time you really want to be focused on Jesus. So I have a few that I love. Um, if you want to look these up, behold him by upper room is a great one. Um, sinking deep. Whoo. That one is fire for this. It is literally describing this whole process. Um, all hail King Jesus is a great one. King of Kings is a great one. Um, defender is one that always gets me by upper room. That one's really powerful, but that one's also very personal with how I think of Jesus for me. Um, so anyways, these are really powerful things. So you want to be thinking about him and his characteristics. Now, a way you can start to picture him in your mind, because this is something that's kind of challenging. It was, I don't really like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of weird about like watching certain Jesus shows or not. I love the chosen, but, um, watching Jesus movies. Cause if I don't like the way that they depict Jesus, then it like kind of messes this up for me, but whatever. So some of these things that you can commit to memory, or you can pull out the Bible and just start meditating on are when they reveal the image of Jesus in scripture. So one of them is revelations one revelations one 10 through 20. That is actually like the glory of Jesus. And it's actually the only time that they describe Jesus's appearance in the new Testament. And it's when he's coming back in his glorified body. Um, it's a powerful description. Sometimes it's a little too, uh, fierce for me. <laughs> I kinda, I have a, I have a personal picture in my mind because of a vision that God actually gave me once of Jesus and I interacting. So that's usually what comes to my mind, but, um, but actually reading back to him, the details of these visions, these uh, descriptions are really, really powerful. <laughs> All right. So Revelation 1, 10 through 20 is a great approach to the Lord. Um, Revelation 4, 2 through 8, you can also use to think about the Father. Um, you can picture him on the cross. I often picture his nail-pierced nail hands. Um, or maybe, again, you have a favorite picture of him or a favorite image of him that comes to mind or from your own imagination that you love, like that works too. But you want to close your eyes and remove every distraction. You can literally do this for five minutes before you do anything else in the morning. And you're just imagining him. And so maybe you like the revelation one and you're going to start speaking it out to him. And this is another option. You don't have to speak it out. You can just go there, but sometimes it helps if you need help, like reading it in the word. So um, you know, you could say your voice is like a trumpet. Your eyes are like fire, flames of fire. Your head and your hair are white as wool, white as snow. You have a garment down to your feet. I like to think of how it says like King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Um, your face, you're like glowing light. Your face is like, or your feet are glowing like uh, bronze in a furnace. This is all from Revelation. Your voice is the sound of many waters. You hold seven stars in your hand. Um, you know, he says, I am the alpha and the omega. Like you can think of that. You can st start to speak details of scripture out, um, back to God from the Bible. Like your face shines like the sun. You're, you are, um, you shine brilliant, like brilliant light. You're covered in light, or you can look up things like Exodus 34. There's a part where it talks all about God's character where he says, I'm compassionate. I'm loving. I'm all these things. You can look up that, you know, but you want to just start to think about him. Um, again, I tend to just find songs that actually help me. Um, I think about the crucifixion a lot cause that makes me really, 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 really like it makes me cry. Um, but I think about that. I think about what he did. And then I picture this image. I have an image of him like holding me and like hugging me. So that's from a vision God gave me once. So I usually go there, but however you want to think of him and the Holy spirit will begin to give you and escort you into, um, into his presence and help you with the, your divine imagination, have this image come to life and the picture will have more details as you are speaking these things to him or as you're focusing your attention and thinking about these. This can happen quickly once you get like that picture in your mind that you, it can become a go-to image for you. Um, but he's so ready to connect with us when we feel, when we, when we go there and when we feel the Holy spirit, we're actually feeling Jesus. So they're one in the same. Okay. So from this place of seeing him, now you're, you're, you're focused, your attention in your mind's eye, you're seeing him, you're expressing your heart. You're, you're, um, you've, you maybe you've said out loud that the attributes of him, or you've read it in the Bible, or you're focusing on it, or you're singing it in a worship song, you're singing about his characteristics, whatever it is. It's, it's so natural that you begin to express emotions from your heart to the Lord. So you start to just minister to him, tell him like, I love you, Lord. You're so beautiful. There's no one like you. 
you're altogether lovely. I thank you for loving me. Honestly, a lot of times I'm literally just in tears saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Like, you know, I love you all the things. So begin to speak back to him, um, and minister to him. And you're not saying these things to get his attention. This is like the natural outpouring of your heart. When you focus yourself there, you already have his attention. He's there. Um, it's more of like, this is like an automatic desire to just like, God, you're so good. God, you're so amazing. Like, you know, you just, you just like, let that come, let that flow. Okay. Then there's this natural back and forth that begins to happen. You will start to feel his presence more. You're like speaking out to him. You're like, Oh my gosh, you're so amazing. Sometimes there's no words. It's just tears. That is still adoration. You can like have no words and you're like just full blown awe. Okay. So Now, the thing to remember is that God's not trying to get something out of you or some work from you. Like he's really not. At the end of the day, the foundation of it is, is God wants you. He wants your heart. He wants your affection. He wants a real relationship with you. You're like, think of it like your parent child. He's, you're his child and he just wants to hold you. Um, He wants you. He wants to have intimacy with you. He wants to have this natural back and forth flow with you. This is the destination because Jesus is the destination. Yes, really cool, great things come from sitting in this place. Again, you're going to have maybe visions come forth, revelation, deliverance, um, inner healing things, chains broken off. But that's like the amazing outcome. But he's the reward. Okay. So he imparts all everything into us when we sit there. Um, and we don't come with expectation of anything. We come to worship and just sit with him and be with him. Now, some of us may immediately go to like, God, what do you want me to do for you? I'll do anything for you. I'll do anything. You're so amazing. I'll do anything. What do you want me to do for you? That's what I used to be like when I first was in this situation. I was like, God, what do you want me to do with my life? What do you want me? I'll do anything. Like, what do you want me to do for you? Um, but then that started to cease over time as I realized like, that's not even the point. Like, that will come. But like, think of how a father, like I said earlier, like if, if a child, this just happened to me this morning, my son crawled up into my lap to say good morning to me when I was in my office after my Bible time. And like, I'm holding him and he's just hugging me. And I was thinking like, this is what God wants. This is what God wants. He just wants to be with us. And now I'm not like, if my son were immediately to go, mom, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? I'd be like, just stop, just stop, just sit here and let me hold you. Like, I just want to cuddle. Like that's literally what God wants from us. Okay. <laughs> just let me hold you. That is what Jesus actually said to me. Ooh, I just got chills. Um, that is what Jesus actually said to me when I was in this and, and I'm such a high achiever and was learning how to like unwind and be in this place. I was like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And he was like, Sarah, you're so concerned with doing my will. But I actually wrote this out. So I know I like have this. I remember this because it's in my journal. He said to me, Sarah, you're so concerned with doing my will, but you're doing it right now. I just want you to sit here and let me hold you. Will you let me just hold you? And that's why I typically have this image of Jesus like holding me, like hugging me, embracing me that I go to because that came through one morning. when he was like speaking to me during this whole quiet time, quiet secret place time. So here's the last thing. Finally, the last step of this, and this can again happen over hours. This can happen over five minutes. You can go get there real quick. But the final and most important thing is receiving. And I actually pray to God to help me be a better receiver. When I first started my journey with the Lord, I did not know how to receive love at all. I had so many walls built up. And so I told God, I need your help. I don't know how to love and I don't know how to receive it. So receiving is the last part of this whole process of the dwelling of the secret place. And the point of being in his presence is to receive from the wonder and the awe of who he is. It's just to sit there and take it in and drink it up. And like literally, like we, he says, from your belly will flow rivers of living water. Like he's the living water. Like I had this revelation one morning that he literally, his spirit is in us. And we are, we are, as we sit and we meditate on that and we just focus inward and let that well up in us. And we're like, it's like, it's like a flow, like we're it's in us. It comes out, we're drinking it. And like, and then it pours out into the world and all the things take place. Like whatever we're meant to do, people we're meant to love, people we're meant to soar. But it's like, we have to like tune in and just drink from, it's like from within and like, I don't know, it's this whole thing I have in my mind, but basically just soaking in it, drinking him in. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird, but it's exactly what he says to do in the Bible, receiving his peace, his love, his goodness, and just letting him transform us. It is, you know, oh gosh, I used to be a transformation coach. I've always been in the business of transformation. I cannot tell you how much 
my life has transformed in the, in the internal ways in the, but even, you know, in now external, like, Oh, so many things have been, I've been delivered from so many uh, like strongholds and, you know, alcoholism and certain desires that like, I would have never given up before that I don't even desire anymore. Like certain sins or lifestyles, certain things that like he showed me in my past that were always why I was seeking love and how I used to have an eating disorder. And like, literally God has healed me from so many things just from sitting with him, just from sitting with him. It's the most incredible. He's shown me my true identity. He's shown me who I really am. You know, this is also a work in progress, but it's like, he just broke off false. He freed me. He freed me. He delivered me from bondage of the world. Like this is what happens. So when we sit there, it's it's just transformational. It is transformational. But then he'll also speak to you. He'll give you answers to problems. He'll lead you. He'll give you revelations of who he is. He'll give you revelations of how he loves you. He'll give you words. He'll give you, oh my gosh, like it's incredible. But we're not going to him for that. That's just like a beautiful thing that usually starts to happen. So receive his love. And first off, his love is like everything. So like just sitting and just like, I literally could sit in my bedroom and in the dark, like listening to soaking music, thinking about God, like in tears for hours and be con- completely like super satisfied. Like it's the most enjoyable thing in the world. <laughs> that might sound weird. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it is true fulfillment. And I, and I joke, I'm like, okay, that's how I got addicted. I'm like, God, you've addicted me to you because now I'm like, I need more of that. <laughs> so I'm gonna show up every day. Um, anyways, but it's these moments of love and intimacy shared with the Lord that really set you up for a life of abiding with him. And this really helps us in the rest of our day when we're in a hectic day, when it's chaotic, when it's stressful, you know, just coming. If you've had this experience in the morning with him, you can tune back in so easily and just remind yourself. And I'm going to give you practicals on that. Remind yourself of him again, simply by saying something to him or, or whatever. Um, gosh, it's such, it's, it's huge. It's huge. You can, you can do this all the time. So, okay. Now, I want to talk a little bit. I want to dive a little bit more into some of the things you can meditate on. So when you're doing this whole sitting with the Lord thing, you could be reading the Bible. It could be that it may not be quietly focusing on picturing him, but that does, I do a little bit of all of them. So I like doing that, but you also could be reading the word. Um, so you're receiving, right? Okay. So now here's something that has actually, when I just talked about all those things that God like reveals to you and like does for you, that's usually what happens after the receiving part. So for me, I usually sit there and I just linger. I like to put on what's called soaking music. You can look this up on YouTube. Um, it's just instrumental worship music and I just play it quietly, but it helps me to stay really focused on him. One of my favorites is the instrumental version of the song closer. You can look up closer instrumental worship and it will come up. Um, because the words of that are like, draw me a little deeper, bring me a little closer. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. Um, and so, that's my goal is I want to know him more. So I really love that song, but it's an instrumental version of it. But anyways, so typically I just sit there and then I just let my mind go. Like I just surrender. I just allow, I'm not imagining things. I'm not trying to form up pictures. I'm not trying to form up, uh, solutions to problems or anything like that. Like you're in like a, zo- you're in a Zen zone at this point. Like I shouldn't say Zen cause that sounds like whatever that sounds like worldly, but I mean like you're like in his presence. Let's just say that you're in his presence. Um, And so some days when I'm just sitting there, just lingering is when he starts to actually fill my mind with visions or he takes me into these scenes or he tells me words back or he gives me answers to something like a whole solution or a whole revelation around something. Um, or he takes me through like, literally it's like inner child work, but it's like showing me scenes from my life and how like I was looking for fulfillment or I was looking for love. And he was like showing me that he was always there, but I wasn't turning to him. And then it's like, finally, he's like, I'm the one that fills that. And he like, he'll like, there's like a vision of him, like putting his hand on my heart and like healing it and like filling that place that was always void. Like I've had so many of these like healing sessions in the morning with the Lord, just sitting there receiving. It's, it's incredible. Um, and so that's not, that doesn't always happen. Again, the, this is not the point. The point is him alone, but these things are beautiful things that happen. And I really believe like, you know, God is the one that 
transforms us. Like there's nothing wrong with seeking counsel, um, counseling or, or medication if you need it. But like the Lord can deliver you from anything. The Lord can heal you from anything. The Lord can change your heart. The Lord can break off sin. The Lord can break off addiction when you sit and you let him transform you. It's not always going to happen right away. It's not always going to happen in one session. It's not going to be like an instant thing always, although it can be. Um, it can be. So this is why, like, this is so vital. Like I, I can't stress enough. Like to me that I'm so thankful he brought me here really, really early in my walk with him because this has been everything, everything. And so I don't know if people are doing this, but that's why I'm sharing this because it's so it's everything. Like we add so many extras, but Jesus alone, just him alone, go to him and sit with him and be with him. And like, he will change you. He will. And like, when I say change, don't get scared. Like, I mean, like he will like give, he will impart like life to your life. Like it's amazing. So, okay. One more thing that you can do during this quiet time though, I want to talk about is, um, meditating. So this is kind of goes along. It's kind of already the same thing. Like you're thinking about him or you're listening to a worship song and you're really thinking about what he did. Um, King of Kings, look up that song. It goes through the whole life of Jesus and the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I love that song. And then it makes it personal at the end, but it like kind of walks through his whole life. So I like to visualize that. I like to visualize him on the cross and like what he did for us and like really let the gospel hit my heart. Um, I don't ever want to lose gratitude for that. Okay. So meditating is a huge thing about it's, it's part of dwelling and so there's different ways you can do this. You can meditate on the glory of the thr- of the throne room. Sometimes he's brought me into these visions on his own. You can meditate on the glory of the throne room. If you look up Revelation 4 and 5, it gives us this most extensive glimpse of the throne room of God. And you can start to read that and just sit there and meditate on it and visualize it and go there. Um, so we actually get to go to the throne room of God because of Jesus's blood, because of the blood of Jesus. So read these passages and begin to worship the Lord. Um, you can also meditate on the indwelling glory of the Lord. This is one I do a lot. This is actually my favorite one um, because scripture is clear because of the new birth believers have God's glory dwelling within us. Uh, Colossians. Oh, where is it? It's in Colossians, it says the hope of glory, Christ in me. And I've talked about this in other podcasts, but this whole idea, we are the living temple of God. Like, wow. So we have God spirit, literally Jesus's spirit in us. And so think about that. And that's where he says from your bellies will flow uh, rivers of living water because he's there. Like, so I just like to visualize the spirit in me and I ask the spirit to just overtake every area of me and just let himself reign <laughs> like literally. But like, it's, it's like meditating on that really like, Oh my gosh, like that's wild to think about. Right. Okay. Another way we can meditate on the glory of Jesus alone, just like what he did, who he is, um, his, you know, the eyes of fire, uh, maybe something personal that he's done in your life, how he delivered you from a dark place or the enemy or whatever. I picture him like fighting off Satan. Like when I got plucked out of the darkness, it was like warrior Jesus. Like, yes, I'm on team Jesus now. So I picture like that, like him fighting my battles and like taking me, <laughs> like being my hero, basically rescuing me. Um, you can meditate on the glory of the word. Um, Jesus is the word made flesh. Read the very first part of John and then go to the creation story and like, let it blow your mind. The very first part of Genesis in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word, wait, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Like, whoo, I don't know. Or you can meditate. There's a whole part in John at the end when Jesus is like using all this Trinitarian language and he's like, I'm in the father and the father's in me and you're going to be in me and you're going to be in us and we're going to come and live in you. And like, it's mind blowing, but it's like just starting to, that's kind of more about the glory in you, but starting to meditate on that. Um, and so then again, just receiving, 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 receiving the goodness about him. This is all about intimacy with God. This is about him flowing within us. And when we are so filled with him and his love, we naturally want, we will naturally have fruit in our lives. We will naturally impact and serve others. We will naturally be changed. There's like no required work on our part, but then just, just to sit there and receive and allow. That's literally how God changes us. And it is beautiful. So, um, Yes. You're drawing on the nutrients of the vine. So good. So good. Y'all, I love this. I'm getting really fired up. Okay. Um, 
So, yes, I've already kind of said this, but I wrote this in my notes, but so often we're only looking for what God wants to use us to do in the world or answers on what to do for him. And this is exactly where I started. It was like, who do you want me to minister to? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to like, what do you want me to create? What do you want me to, whatever. Um, but I stopped asking that question because these questions are valid, but these questions, the the answers to these questions will naturally come when we just spend time with him. Like he will, he will lead us. He will. Um, but again, he wants surrender. He wants surrender. So we can do nothing in our own flesh apart from him. We can do nothing. So we just need to surrender. We live in a world of, of hustle culture, of doing, of achieving the kingdom of God operates so different than the world. Go read the sermon on the Mount. I just did, I just read that recently and it's like, yeah, we are, yeah, no. So instead of spending intimate time, um, oh, it's, oftentimes instead of spending intimate time dwelling and abiding with the Lord and just enjoying him, we usually are rushing off to like prayers and praying for people and praying for things and praying and doing and doing and doing. Not bad things to do. However, the main thing he desires from us is this friendship, is this abiding, is just letting him letting him hold us and letting him minister to us receiving and also ministering to him. Um, this is what being a Christian is all about. In my opinion, this is literally what it's about. It's not about religion at all. No, it is about a person and a personal relationship. And in this place is where he shows us the purposes the direction for our lives, the answers, the solutions, delivers us from sins, delivers us from strongholds, breaks chains, breaks addictions, breaks desires that are not his, um, heals our hearts, heals places in us, allows us to forgive people. Literally it's everything. Um, so let the power of who he is fill you when it manifests to you. And then it will manifest through you into the world and to others. Oh man. Yeah. So, okay. Lastly, I want to just mention some ways of taking this from our morning time, our secret place in the morning and making it into a lifestyle of abiding, bringing this into your day. Okay. So number one way you can do this is thinking thoughts to the Lord. So literally talk to him, bring him into your thoughts. I do this while I'm driving all the time. Like, you know, we all have that internal dialogue in our head, but I just start talking to God or I start going like, I start kind of going through revelations in my mind. I'm like, man, God, like you, I literally tell God what he did. I'm like, God, you came down from heaven and you like sacrificed being worshiped in heaven to come to earth and like live with us. So like, you know, everything we go through, like I just start ministering to, I just start talking to God about everything you did. Um, so anyways, this is, this is kind of like praying without ceasing. You're literally just constantly dialoguing with the Lord. Um, or ask him for help in your day. Like if you're in a stressful situation, like, Lord, I just be with me right now. Like, give me the, you know, give me direction. Help me be patient. Like whatever. You're just like talking to him. Okay. Um, number two, whisper little prayers of adoration to the Lord in between your day, like in your in-between moments. Um, oftentimes when I'm in a busy day at work, I'll like go to the bathroom for a minute and I'm just like, this sounds weird, but I'm just like, Jesus, I love you. Like, I just think about him for a minute, like, because I'm off by myself for a second. You can look up at the sky and think about him. Maybe there's whatever, whatever, play music more often in your house. If you're working from home, play worship music, but just like thinking about him and just like telling him that you love him or like, just, man, God, you're so good. You're so good. Like just tell him that throughout the day. Um, the third way you can bring this into your day. This one might be controversial for some of y'all and maybe you've never heard of this, but you can pray in the spirit, pray in tongues in between your daily activities. Um, yeah, I said it praying in tongues, not even going to lie. Um, if you don't pray in tongues, you can actually ask God to be baptized in the Holy spirit and you can ask for this gift. And there's a whole bunch on that. I could do a whole nother episode. If you want to talk about it, you can write me personally, but this is, um, not this, this is not, this is a private prayer language where you are literally just speaking to God, the Holy Spirit speaking through you to God. And, um, it's actually praying directly to God and it's praying God's perfect will. So when you don't have the words and you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for you. It's, we're told that in Romans eight. Um, and so you can actually be like cleaning or doing dishes or showering or getting ready or working out. You can do this anytime because the praying in the spirit is not something you actually consciously have to think about what you're saying. You're literally just yielding your tongue to the Lord and letting him pray through you. So that's one way you can do this, um, in your car, wherever. Number four is you can carry a verse on your heart throughout the day and you can revisit it. You can just like marinate on it, like chew on it, like let it soak in 
whispering it back to the Lord. Um, here's one for you. John 15, nine, as the father has loved me, I have loved you abide in my love. That's Jesus saying that. So there you go. And then you can just revisit the moment of whatever happened during your morning time, dwelling with him, like just revisit that. Just, just tune back in. I should say that tapping in sounds kind of weird, but tuning back into his presence. He's always there. We're just busy. So I hope this helped to give you more context. I know that this might not sound maybe what I actually want to know. I want to know. I'm really curious because I didn't know that like not everybody did this. I kind of thought everybody did do this, but then I'm finding that not everybody does either know about this kind of thing or does this. Um, so I love to hear from you, please, please, please reach out to me on Instagram at Sarah Petrucci XO. No, at Sarah Petrucci underscore XO um, on Instagram. Send me a DM. Let me know if number one, you liked me breaking this process down a little bit. If you do something similar, I want to know if this has been a game changer for your walk with the Lord. If you've never heard of anything like this, if this is like a brand new concept and you're like, wow, like this is so intimate and beautiful and simple and different than what I've been taught. I'd love to know that. I would love to know that. And if you liked it, I'd love to know that. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear. Um, I love talking to you all because this, I will tell you this right here. I'm not always good at like reflecting on my processes because I'm not really like a process checklist person. But when I think about everything that's happened in my life over the last seven months, eight months, however long it's been, it's not even been that long. The thing where, when I talk about like the journal I have and the revelations that I've had and like, I haven't even shared all the things that God's done in my life, but things he's done in my marriage, things he's healed me from, uh, desires that I no longer desire that were sinful, um, completely gone. It's from this, like, this is the found, this is it. This is what I've been doing. Like, this is what I do in the morning. I mean, I, I read the Bible. I do like a mix of things, but like that sitting with him, that sitting with him is everything. Bring your Kleenex because you might need it. Cause I literally have a whole toilet paper roll now on my desk because this is not everybody cries. I don't think you have to cry, but like it is such a powerful, healing, beautiful, awesome, everything, life-giving everything. And it's all just taking place sitting with God at his feet, just sitting. You can do this in a chair. I typically have a yoga mat that I kneel on because my floor is really hard and I'm just on my knees in the dark, just thinking about him, worshiping him, talking to him, receiving. That's what it, that that's dwelling. And then you take that into your whole, it becomes a lifestyle of abiding and watch your desires will change. It will not be hard to walk and follow his will. You will start to lose a taste for the things that are not pleasing to God. Um, I have very little tolerance for things that are not focused on Jesus. Like if it's not all about worshiping God and giving him the glory, like I really don't, I'm not saying that I can't go out and do anything. I'm just saying like when it comes to like messages or songs or whatever, like I, to me, it's like all eyes on Jesus. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the glory. And it's made like walking with him. I don't have to think about it. It's not like, it's not like, um, I have handcuffs behind my back and I was like, Oh, I can't do that anymore. Cause I'm like trying to be a good Christian. No, it's like, I love this. I love God and he loves me and I want to do his will. Like I actually desire it. Like he's the most fascinating person to me in the whole, everyone ever out of anything. <laughs> and it's like so much fun and enjoyable. Um, and he will fulfill you more than anything in this world ever can. That's literally, we, we seek all these things to fulfill us, but nothing can fulfill, fulfill us because we are made by God. He created us to worship him. He created us for him. We are not the center of our world. He's actually the center. We are made for him. That is a whole mind shift that I had to go through um, because I was the center of my world forever. But that's not that's not how it is. That's not how it was designed. Um, and I'm so glad because he's a way better leader and he's got it all. And I, I know very little. So I'm not going to rely on my own understanding. I'm going to give it to him and I'm going to let him lead and I'm going to thank him for being a good leader. And I'm going to let him be the leader of my life. So yeah, that's it. That's abiding. All right. I will be back next time with some more interviews. And if you want to be on the show, let me know as well. I'm always looking for guest interviews, um, for guest speakers. Um, if you have a testimony to share or you have a topic, or maybe you provide a resource for women in their faith, let me know. I'd love to have you on. Have an awesome week and go get on your face before the Lord. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's where the, the I'm not going to say the magic, but that's where all the glory happens. 
I'll be back next time. Hey, real quick. I hope you're loving this episode. And if you're listening and you're like, yes, I don't want to just know about God. I want to personally know God. I want a real relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you, the best way that you can do that is by reading the Bible. And the best way you can do that is when you're plugged into a community to discuss it with. I want to personally invite you to join me inside Encompass Community. This is your way to get access to the exact same Bible studies and the community of women that truly helped me change my life. They introduced me to Jesus, helped me develop a real relationship with him, and honestly have become true friends I can count on no matter what. And the best news is, is this community is virtual. It's on demand for whenever you're able to plug in. No more trying to go to early morning Bible study groups or late at night and trying to find childcare. We are there for you when you are when you need it most, and it's right at your fingertips. Now, let me tell you too, these are not your average Bible studies. These are custom written by my gifted and amazing friend and faith mentor, Nina. Nina really truly has a gift for bringing the word of God to life and applying it to our lives as modern women. In our work and our relationships, it's like personal development, but straight from the Bible. We also do live prayer calls, we network, and we discuss all of the things inside our virtual community that is off social media. And you can jump into our membership community for only $21. Go ahead and visit encompasswomen.com or check out the show notes below for the link and jump in and join us in our current study. 